Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey folks, welcome to the Friday Roundup. This is our weekly movie and video game news show that goes up on YouTube every Friday. If you want to see the video portion of this, go check it out on our YouTube channel. But if you want the audio, well, you're already here. Hi, Kelsey. Robert. Do you even know what time it is? No, I've. It's what time is it? <laughs> it's Friday Roundup time. Is that Yemto on Fridays? You fucking know it, dude. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So I actually looked up when our last one was like months ago. Pause. Releases for next week, there are none. Completely <laughs> inexistent. Right? Rest assured, I have so much gaming news for you. So I was like, you know what? We're gonna when did we leave off? It was okay. it was November eighteenth. Okay. Holy shit. It's been so long. So, I've missed you guys. Did you miss us? I'm giving you highlights of the good shit from while we've been gone. Hell because yeah. there was some really good stuff while we were good. gone. So hopefully you got some of it. Yeah. Dude, we literally missed you guys too much. Too much. I mean, it was nice to have a break, but like, man, not much doing. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you're like not doing a lot. Like, I didn't do anything extra. You know, I I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like, you know, beat a whole game, watch five trilogies. None of that. Just still normal life. Just I've watched podcast too list. many things. Oh man, too many. I'm gonna tell you all about it on the show. Well, I watched a couple of things recently, so yeah, look forward to the show. There's dwarf. Oh. But here we go. Let's get into some stuff that we all missed. Without our Friday roundup, this is why you need it. This is the stuff you didn't get to hear about. Right? Let's hear about it. All right, so here we go. First of all, this movie came out. December 6th, so it was Clerks 3. I forgot right? about Clerks 3. Okay. That's a really nice steelbook. Basically, I brought up only steelbooks. Because <laughs> right. there's a lot of good steelbooks. But this is important because this movie did was a box office bomb in the theater. Oh, shit. It cost $7 million to make, and it made about 5 God. Like, like, just under 5 this releases December 6th, sells like 150 million in DVD sales. Whoa. So now Lionsgate has approached Kevin Smith and was like, we'll pay for your next five movies. And he has five movies on the slate now. Oh my God. From DVD sales. You guys say physical media is not important, but it changes careers, man. Like, yeah, obviously. This is a box office bomb, but it is a profitable movie. Because you bought this. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, that's just a really cool steelbook. I liked it. It's very nice. I haven't seen it, nor have I seen part two. So, you know, it's not like... Part two. I like it a lot, but... Simply alright. One day I'll watch it, maybe. Now, December 13th was huge. December okay. 13th was amazing. So actually, these are Christmas presents that I got from me and Taylor. Oh, 
fun. Uh, so first, she got the Coraline Shout Factory mm. Steelbook, right? That's nice. Oh, dude, it's so fucking nice. Look at that. Look at this artwork. That's that's this super is, good. This is art, man. Art. The inside even. Fucking art, man. Art. Uh, I mean, this stuff's just pulled from the covers. I don't really care about that. Yeah, you get a little booklet. It's neat. I think this is the fucking winner, winner, chicken dinner. Because then I got... <laughs> so this is her favorite Leica movie, which is okay. the stop motion king production studio, right? Yeah. But my favorite is Paranorman. Mm. And I don't think this is as good of a release. Okay. Yeah, the inside is nice. It's just but, the outside in a different color. Yeah, but I don't care. I just fucking love this movie. It's still my favorite movie. Uh, there was actually something else that I guess isn't shown on here, but there was a. Um, it might have been on the slip cover, the like paper thing that comes on the back, that yeah. had a uh, like the ending part on it. And Taylor was like, "I don't fucking remember that, but that looks dope." And I was like, "That's why it's my favorite movie. It's so good." This movie's fucking good. If you've never seen Paranorman, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's so fucking good. All right. But Chef Factory was hitting hard on these steelbooks December 13th. And then, coming up in a few months, they're doing two more of the Leica movies in steelbooks. So oh, nice. Getting Box Trolls and Kubo. So when those come out, you'll be getting them on Friday Roundup. Hell yeah. But also on this day, so maybe I'll take this one down because it's a little spooky... Uh, Smile had its release. <laughs> yeah, we'll go small. I don't like this cover, dude. It actually kind of freaks me out. <laughs> I think they should have done the one that was like the mouth within the mouth within the mouth, you know? Ooh, see? But see, that would make a good steel book. And yeah, this has no steel book. Like, it's just this plain release. I fucking That's hate plain. that. I hate that shit. Yeah. Like, this movie deserved a steel book and the one that you described. <laughs> but I love this movie, so it had to go on the list. Also the 13th. But then also on the 13th, dude, Shout Factory nailing it again with another fucking steelbook. They did this one for Ooh. Carrie, dude. Oh, that looks good. It's really good. Pretty. Like, uh, fucking, like, psychic power ripples. Like, I <laughs> love it. She looks like the Virgin Mary standing there. Like, this is a very yeah. cool cover. And she ma makes the nose perfectly for the skull in the background, like right here. Yeah. It's it's layered. Fantastic. This is a total ogre cover, man. It's got layers, right? Okay. Love this one, too. <laughs> then we have probably the single greatest release for December 13th. Oh, all right. This is from SRS Cinema, a boutique label I know nothing about. Seriously? But if they're going to release stuff like this... I'm ready to learn. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Uh, we got Puppet Shark. Oh my god, what? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I love it. I like love everything about it. Jaws Muppets. Yeah. What is this movie? All right. I don't know. I'm going to find it. They only printed 2,000 of these, so I'm guessing Whoa. it's like a collector's item now. Since I'm telling you guys about it, you know, almost a month later. So... Uh, but yeah, Puppet Shark. Get you one. Go get a Puppet Shark. And uh, then we end with what is Christmas time, December 27th. Oh, it's Christmas time, like right Christmas. after Christmas. The perfect time to release scary movies. Perfect. 
Uh, so I just chose the Steelbook release for Halloween Ends. I do kind of like the Steelbook. I do like really loud Steelbooks. Like, just this okay. bright orange kind of thing. I'm into it. Yeah. The blood makes, like, the ridges that a pumpkin would normally have. Oh, yeah. I like it. I think it's good. good. I hate this movie. Yeah. But this is a good Steelbook. So then we get to a release that I actually did pick up on December 27th. Uh, Terrifier 2 got a release. <laughs> so this is the 4K release. Comes with a slip cover of this artwork. Which is different okay. than the artwork on the inside. I like it. I got the 4K, but you know that I want the other one because there's a Walmart exclusive steelbook. Okay. But it's uh, just oh. Blu ray only. So I got to get the 4K one and just pop it in this one day when I get this one. The back of this one is fantastic. Um, That's like a whole scene. It's it's like a whole <laughs> thing. He is ridiculous, This this guy. Art the Clown's wild. I love this artwork, though. I just think it's so good. Uh, the inside is kind of like the climax of the movie, because that's actually our heroine from the front cover Oh, in this like water tank, and there's weird things happening there. So yeah, that's, that's this lady, our little Viking gal. But yeah, Terrifier 2 got a very nice release, I think, shortly, because what, I saw this like around Halloween? Roughly yeah. sometime in o October it came out in theaters and now it's got this really bomb steelbook and stuff. Very nice. Very good. Uh, so that was it. That's basically it for like buying things. Okay. Now we do have movies coming out that are out today, January 6th. There's really only one that everybody needs to be going to see like right now. Okay. Everybody knows that this is going to be the best movie. Everybody knows they want to see it. Oh, Megan's out today. Oh, I want to see this one so bad. I cannot convince Richard to see it with me. Okay. <clears throat> so actually, I was watching... Why can't I ever say the name of the show right? Because Regis Philbin is not even on the planet anymore. Oh, but don't remind me. Kelly and Ryan is what they call it now. So it's Kelly Ripa okay. and Ryan Seacrest, right? Okay. It shall forever be Regis and Kelly. Totally. So Regis and Kelly was on and they had this actress lady, the lady that like plays the mom that okay. like takes in the niece or whatever. Yeah. So she was in it and she's like, I hate scary movies. <laughs> she's been in so many. And I'm in this one. And so Ryan was like, well, is it scary? Like when you film it? And she was like, no, but I will say I have watched it. And knowing me myself as being a person that doesn't like scary movies, this movie's fun. Like okay. this, this is not like a you're going to be so scared you got to leave kind of thing. Okay. So while I'm guessing we're saying the premise is what's the scary part. Like there are yeah, going to be some scary moments. But like fucking when she's like just bear running at that yes. kid and stuff. <laughs> but like I guess it's not your typical just like really creepy horror movie. I th I th I think it's going to be more thriller, more tense. Okay. And I'm excited for that shit. So I'm actually yeah. going to try to see this in the theater because I feel like horror movies get spoiled too fast. Yes. Because I, I really want to know what's going to fucking happen. <laughs> so, I know, Sam. Yeah. Megan, today, this is the only movie worth seeing and it was actually the only movie coming out. So okay, go see Megan. What a great way to kick off the year because as you've seen in our Discord, if you are in our Patreon, in our secret Discord, you'll see 
this is already sitting at a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is is phenomenal. Yeah, that's awesome for a horror movie, especially. And that's not from from us. That's not from the audience. That's from the critics. Yeah, so like Cisco and Eber are having a good time up in there. (laughs) I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. I cannot wait to see this movie. Yeah. So stoked. And that is what you've missed for the end of 2022 with a little bit of greatness that is leading us into 2023 for movies. All right. Do you want to hear about some video games? I do because I have been gameless since we have (laughs) uh, taken our little break. I have not done any gaming. Well, I've got a lot of gaming news and upcoming games for you. So let's hop into it. Let's start with our podcast within a podcast, (laughs) the, the Blizzard Roundup. (laughs) <laughs> all right we gotta go faces okay. on this one all right yes so what blizzard do we know what do we know i love the blizzard news i've been keeping up with it um let me just start with a weird bit of like random news okay so the activision coo daniel allegre uh okay. left the company and he was like i'm gonna go be ceo of a blockchain startup specifically the <sighs> okay. one that did the stupid fucking monkey nfts okay <laughs> like you know those ugly monkeys that are in every single nft they're called the board yeah. yacht club okay they're they're i don't know they're stupid and they're bad and now the activision coo is the ceo of of that so good job buddy proud of you (laughs) i mean hey whatever makes money i guess you know i guess that's what they're chasing um speaking of chasing money mr phil spencer (laughs) he went on a podcast called second request blowing up this guy love this man look at that man so jovial so jolly um he was doing the media gamut about you know the big deal because we're like six months out from the original date of the finalization yes. of the activision blizzard yeah it's june of this Microsoft year xbox thing it's supposed <sighs> to be in june this year okay. um there's a lot of news about it so mr phil spencer doing the media game and he says there has really been only one major opposer to the deal and it's mm-hmm. sony that surprises nobody yep <laughs> sony is trying to protect their dominance on console the way they grow is by making xbox smaller they have a very different view of the industry than we do. They don't ship their games day and date on PC, and they mm-hmm. don't put their games into subscription when they launch their games. They're starting mm-hmm. to think about mobile, as I see from the outside, which we covered a little bit of that. They're starting to like go into mobile gaming and like look at those yeah. companies. So Phil Spencer is hitting hard on Sony because Sony is hitting hard on Phil Spencer. <laughs> and... Well, you should, Phil. Like, oh, my God. You yes. should. Like, help, oh. help fix us. There's there's so much happening with this acquisition. So um, I've heard a lot during our downtime because there was like the whole we'll offer you 10 day or like 10 years, I think, of fucking Call of Duty. And they were all yeah. like, no, that's, that's, that's not good enough. We can't make a franchise that's good. God. Although you do yeah. all the time, but not an annual one, you know. No, Sony drives me nuts. Um, yeah, so no. yeah, Phil Spencer is like they're the big people that are against this acquisition. He's saying that they're the the major, the one major opposer to the deal. Mm-hmm. But also, a couple of gamers decided let's sue Microsoft over this whole acquisition. <laughs> and <sighs> okay. when I say a couple of gamers, I literally mean it's a private lawsuit on behalf of ten gamers. <laughs> So it's people in California, New Mexico, and New Jersey. Um, I think if we have, I think we have a slide up for the next one. Oh um, my god! Okay. So this complaint cites concerns that the union is going to give Microsoft power over multiple levels of the gaming industry. 
to foreclose rivals, limit output, reduce consumer choice, raise prices, and further inhibit competition. It's the same mm. rhetoric that Sony's pushing. It's the exact same rhetoric, guys. Why are you why are you yeah. you ten people doing this little bitty lawsuit? What is this doing? Like, are they thinking it's gonna like postpone it in the slightest bit that something will change down the road? What do we think is gonna change down the road? Because I don't know. (laughs) For everything that's happened, none of it is stuck. No No. spaghetti's on the wall, dude. No, yeah. Like it's literally just like uh, the wheels of capitalism can continue to roll toward this big ass deal. Yeah. Um go to the next slide for me. I think we have like a list of like everything that's yeah, this is just like the whole thing like when you put it all together like this i do see how it's gross you know it's it's microsoft huge company xbox huge company acquiring three major gaming companies activision blizzard king i mean it's yeah of course it's a lot but it is not going to foreclose sony unless sony is just actively taking a shit on themselves like well as it has already been said in a different there's been a different graphic like when this deal was first brought up and they were like, yeah. okay, here's what like Sony makes. Here's what Activision makes separately, Microsoft uh-huh. separately. And even when you totaled them, it still didn't come up to Sony's number. Like yeah. none of these individuals as a whole still equal Sony. Sony needs to chill. They just need to sit <laughs> yeah. back and stop. All of this together is probably fine. Probably fine. It's It's fine. I mean, fast forward six months and we'll see, but well, yeah, it's probably. Um, so one thing that I found kind of funny, I got a news alert today for this. Microsoft has accidentally called the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, unconstitutional. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's a mistake. <laughs> so the FTC, they've been suing Microsoft in order to stop the ABK deal. And okay. Microsoft's initial filing of their response just outright says like the FTC itself and the court system are unconstitutional. Okay. Who wrote this? Who proofread it? Were you guys on a deadline? Um, Yeah. But they updated the language and like removed the filing and they were like, whoops, sorry. We didn't mean to do that. Oh, should have read that before I sent it. You didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. But hey, one positive thing Microsoft is doing. Let's go to the next slide. We've got the first video game union within Microsoft. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're officially recognizing a union. So ZeniMax is a video game production company. They've got studios in Maryland and Texas. They own Bethesda. And Bethesda is, you know, famed producer of all these good franchises. Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So Communication Workers of America, also known as CWA, they made a statement and said, ZeniMax Workers United and CWA is the first studio at Microsoft to secure union representation. And the largest group of union represented quality assurance testers at any U.S. game studio. So it's a union for quality, for like the testing people? Yes. That's phenomenal. It is. I'm so excited for them. I had looked into doing that a long time ago and saw how rough that was. Yeah, it's it's bullshit, honestly. It's bad. So I'm really, I'm glad for this and I hope That's that they... That's fucking neat. I yeah. like that. I hope that this creates like a a platform, like a, just a what do you call it, like a template for other companies to do the same thing. Yeah, that's yes, so, good. That's good phenomenal news. news. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> that's the end of my Blizzard segment. Okay, so let's move on to 
other things. Um, we're not moving away from the FTC just yet because I have some news about Fortnite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the Federal Trade Commission uh, has been suing Epic Games, creators of Fortnite, to pay a bunch over allegations that the company have violated the COPPA, which is the Children's Online Protective, sorry, Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, COPPA. Okay. Um, so there's allegations they violated that, and they deployed design tricks known as dark patterns, which I love. Dark patterns. <laughs> dark patterns. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's a nice term. It's a bad it's a bad thing. It's yeah. when they do millions of players into making unintentional purchases. So okay. Epic is going to pay. Two hundred and seventy-five million dollars for violating nothing. the COPPA rule. Wait, though. <laughs> so that's okay. the largest penalty ever obtained for violating an FTC rule, ever. Okay, that's big. Additionally, in a first of its kind provision, Epic is going to be required to adopt strong privacy default settings for children and teens, ensuring that voice and text communications are turned off by default. And I'm going to go into that a little bit in a minute here. Okay. So. Under a separate proposed order, Epic is going to pay an additional $245 million to refund consumers for the dark patterns and their billing practices, which is the FTC's largest refund amount in a gaming case and its largest administrative order in history. But still, like... No, that's big, dude. I just mean for them, that's nothing. $510 million? It feels like something. They pull in like a billion like monthly, man. Like something yeah. stupid. But they do, they do make them, like, change their stuff for this. So I have a little snippet from the FTC website that kind of explains what the heck was going on here. Okay. Um, so the, re the reason they violated COPPA was the FTC alleged that Epic was aware that children are playing Fortnite. Like, a lot of yes. kids play Fortnite. And they did surveys of Fortnite users. They do licensing and marketing of Fortnite toys, merchandise. They have – they know kids are in this game. This is a game oh, yeah. for children, basically. And – They've been collecting personal data from these kids without first obtaining parental verifiable consent. Hmm. Okay. Like, it's basically just a box. It's like, yeah, I'm 13-year-older. It's fine. Yeah. You can take my information. I don't know what this means. I'm a kid. Yeah. Um, and also, the company required parents who requested their children's personal info be deleted. They required those people to jump through just unreasonable hoops. And sometimes, even after all those oh hoops, they're failing to honor the request to delete the data. So it's... It's bad. It's a whole like newspaper, ten toes, and all that kind of stuff just to get like. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just unreasonable stuff. Um, yeah. So there was that. That's the cop hmm. violation. And the okay. default settings harming children and teens. This is one that's interesting to me. So, yeah, I was Epic wondering settings, what that is. It, they enable live on by default text and voice communications for users so like okay. by default when you go in you're going to be able to see general chat you're going to be able to hear other players talking to you that kind of a thing okay the ftc alleges that these default settings along with epic's role in matching children and teens with strangers to play fortnite together because that's mm -hmm. how matchmaking works you just you get put into a pool with like i don't know how fortnite works is it 100 Fucking... people it's so many people yeah um but yeah you're just you're looped into a bunch of a group with a ton of strangers and for children and teens that can be scary um because you can get bullied you can get threatened harassed exposed to dangerous and psychologically traumatizing issues such as suicide that happens yeah. all the time on all these online games like if you don't let me win i'm gonna kill myself that kind of a thing yeah or players being like you suck at this game go fucking kill yourself triggering language i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it, it's this is just the way gaming has been for a very long time and it sucks and i'm really yes, glad that 
I'm really, really happy that the FTC has done this and like successfully gotten this suit through. Good. Okay. So good on you, FTC. Good yeah. stuff. Um, so off of that, on to some positive stuff. Okay. Some really good stuff. Okay. okay. I know that we just dunked on Sony quite a bit, but <laughs> we have some good news at the PlayStation. Good news. All right. Yeah. They have created the accessibility controller for the PlayStation 5. Let's get a look at this bad boy. So this is called Project Leonardo, which I'm like, why? But I mean, cool. Sure. It's a Ninja Turtle. Well, I I mean, they are blue, I guess. So I guess. Sure. (laughs) Um, So Project Leonardo, this was developed with contributions from accessibility experts, community members, game developers. A lot of people worked on this thing. It is their... Okay. Their version of like the Microsoft system of buttons and switches and stuff. That yeah. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't remember what theirs is called, but we've we yeah. uh, looked at that when we did the Able Gamers thing on yes. Twitch that time. So right. Yeah. So this one, it, it has a lot of different swappable parts. So it's got a variety of analog Jeez. stick caps and buttons and a bunch of different shapes and sizes. Um, the buttons can be mapped to support any function on the controller and players can map two functions onto the same button in one profile. So I'm like, okay, I don't know how that works, but that's cool as hell. Like maybe, maybe if you press the X button in one direction. It does a jump in the other direction. does a crouch, that kind of a thing. Uh, it could be like a toggle. I was thinking like long press versus short press, but yeah, that could be too. I think I like, be- well, because the way they're situated, let's say you press yeah. like the R3 on the left side, it does this, but mm. on the right side. So maybe it is like a toggle switch. Yeah, interesting. It's it's a really interesting design. Um, and you it's can also do up big. to no, it's not. It's like very okay. small. Which I I mean, I wonder how that I, they've got people that have worked on it. They know it's a it's a good size for consumers, I guess. Yeah, but um, it's definitely smaller than the Xbox version because the Xbox one is like an array of buttons that you can set out on your desk. It's very big. Yeah. Um, so this one, it has up to three control profiles where you can like store and swap between them for different games and different users, which is cool. Um, you can use it on its own. You can pair it with an additional, okay. And you can also pair it with a dual sense controller. Okay. Um, I was nervous that they were going to make this a PS5 only thing. Like you can only use it if you have a PlayStation 5 and it only works on PS5 games, but it's apparently designed to be compatible with external third party devices. Okay. I was like, that's cool as hell. Yeah. It's got uh, four 3.5 millimeter aux ports, so you can plug it into whatever that supports. So, so that's like headphones. Yeah. And stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy for it. Cool. Looks, it looks cool as hell. I'm, I'm really excited <clears throat> to see what people in the community do with it. Okay. So here's my question. I'm just kind of staring at it while I think about this. But do we have a price? No, we don't. They haven't released price yet. Okay. You know, do it's we... going to be fucking horrible. Yeah. Do we have a time <laughs> it's frame? so bad. Uh, there is not a time frame yet either. This is like pretty new news. So oh, okay, we're going to be okay. watching this one. We'll bring you prices and dates as soon as we get them. Yeah. I was staring at this one. Like this one like flips up. Yeah. There's like all, the, like, there's all sorts of different, of different shapes and stuff. It's, it's really innovative. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because the okay. Xbox one is like just big buttons as far as I can remember. But this one looks like it has like yeah, different stuff you can do look with like it. Kind of like a table, like almost like a like a fight stick thing. They have like, you know, yeah. the big, the big like square mat that you kind of use. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very cool. Good That's stuff. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing I've got for you today is 
a bunch of video games. So 2023. Well, I'm ready. Yes. 2023, we expect to be a very big year for gaming. The last few years, as COVID has kind of rampaged over, you know, the whole way that video games are designed and created by teams and offices, um, it's been a trying time for video games. Yeah. But now that we're kind of, I don't want to say that we're in a post-COVID era because we're not, but things we're are more manageable. Yeah. Things are stabilizing a little bit at this moment right now. So, yeah. you know, here's some good games you can look forward to in 2023. Hopefully. Right. These are all slated currently for 2023, but you know how things go. They could get moved. They could get canceled altogether. Yeah. But just a few things that I'm excited for. So, okay. Um, Alan Wake 2. I'm cautiously optimistic about this okay. one. It's they're calling it Remedy's first survival horror game because I don't know if the first one was technically survival horror, right? Eh, not really. It's yeah, more like a walk around kind of check things out type of thing. Well, um, I mean, the only thing was that you had batteries for your flashlight. Like you were yeah. pretty much fighting people constantly. Like it was definitely more action. Okay. Yeah. But it was so just like shining be... light on people. Yeah, this one's straight up survival horror is what they're calling it. It's okay their their new take on the genre um they're saying it's our opportunity to truly connect the gameplay and the story it's a deep okay. layered mystery like an ogre or an onion i mean i fucking love the first game so i couldn't get into the first one and i really want to try it again because i played it like back when it first came out and i was like this fucking sucks but now that i know I mean, like the style of game it's more the story i mean yeah. the gameplay was nothing phenomenal yeah. But, I mean, I'm also the one person that always has to play the spooky games. So, it was yeah. just like, okay, we want to know what happens. Keep pressing forward <laughs> on that control stick. You know? Yes. So, I got through it. And, it, I mean, the ending doesn't make sense. But Remedy doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. We we played Control. We know. We played it. it's Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> next game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. So, we looked at this one a little yes. bit. Um, okay. They're saying this is de-reinventing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Yeah, so, I'm I'm super stoked for this one. They're it's like a back to the roots approach. They're doing yes. like a full on stealth parkour assassiny type video game. That's what I fucking want. And also yeah. it's not gonna be five hundred hours of fucking gameplay and shit. Yeah. It is like one location, one little place that you're just doing stuff in. It's not That's like a I want. Skyrim style go everywhere type That's thing. All I want, man, like it's gonna be like part one again and I love man. Yeah. Ooh, That's I'm what a, they're saying. I'm gonna have a good time. You are. I'm excited I'm for you. Very excited. Uh, one that is going to be very exciting for me is Baldur's Gate Three. Okay. This is like the D and D type role playing game. Um, it's from Larian Studios, who did Divinity: Original Sin Two, which I yes. am obsessed with. I love okay. that game so much. Um, so Baldur's Gate Three has actually been in early access for a couple of years now. They've been releasing like early chapters as they're going. Okay. Um, I played it very early access, like day one early access, and it was unplayable. So buggy. <laughs> okay. So bad. But the graphics are beautiful, and the story is intriguing, and I want to play more of it. The character design is amazing. It's okay. so versatile. You can create so many different things. So really looking forward to that, com that coming out, hopefully in 2023. Okay. I don't know if there's a date for that one yet, but it should be within the first half of the year, I believe. Okay. Um, also, we have one called Banisher's Ghost of Eden. Ghost I have of not New heard Eden, of that sorry. One. Yeah, I've not heard of this one either. But it is from, so it's an action RPG, and it's from um, beloved studio Don't Nod, who you may know Ooh. as the developers of Life is Strange. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So 
this game follows ghost hunters who are known as banishers. Um, they take a vow to protect the living from evil specters. It just Wait. looks. I think I remember a trailer for this, but that was not okay. the name. I don't think. Well, banishers, ghosts of New Eden is what that yeah. one's called. Okay. Yeah. It looks right. cool. It's going to be on PS5, PC, and Xbox Series I X. Mean, they a solid studio. You know it's yeah. going to be pretty good. Yeah, you know the story is going to be good if it comes from Don't Nod. So. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've noticed in all these games is that they're not listing C- Xbox Series S in most of them. So I'm like, did they remove that from the base requirements finally? Well, I do know while we've been gone, there was a big thing where developers were citing they will no longer support that. Yeah, because like, it sucks. They nobody wants to make a game for it because you have to dumb it down so hard. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Well, and we're still doing PS4 and like Xbox One. So it's yeah. like, how far how like they're making so if you're like a third party person like Bethesda and all that shit yeah you're designing for up to like nine systems you know like that's too it's many too things many. to have to worry about all the time yes so i'm with them man like i think there needs to be more of a divide and you say no this is a this is a high end game you need to get yeah. the x for like this I... one to work right I know that there is a place to have Xbox Series S, but you shouldn't have to make it day one Xbox Series S. Like, make it available on the X, and then, like, you can get a version for the X for the S down the line when the developers maybe, have yeah. time to, like, plan for it or make changes to the game. I don't know. Maybe maybe the S just needs to be, like, a lower-end PC. Like, you're not going to play, you know, Assassin's Creed or, you know, all these, like, crazy games. You're going to play yeah. more like a Portal and... I don't know, Baba's you. Like, you get, like, some games that work on a lower-end PC. Right. And yeah, I mean... That just comes down to, like, you can play them, but you're not going to have a good time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the whole point of a console is we're saying if we release it, you can enjoy your time. Yeah. And I think now that we're mixing how specs are between PCs and consoles, how it's all so fluid, mm-hmm. we're running into that PC problem now where it's like, oh, this isn't powerful enough. Sorry. You know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but... so most of these ones that I'm talking about are pretty much only on the Xbox S or Xbox X as what is yeah. what I've seen so far. Okay. So keep that in mind as we go. I'm bad. Um another one that I am super excited or sad about is <laughs> Diablo sad 4. About? Oh, okay. It makes me fucking sick how pretty it looks and it makes me ill to think of how much they're going to monetize it like i'm physically sick when i think about diablo 4 i want to cry every time i look at it because it looks gorgeous it's the action of diablo 3 with the palette of diablo 2 it looks like it's going to be a blissful experience to play (laughs) and i just know that they're gonna make you pay so much money for it probably so (laughs) i still i still haven't bought it it's available for pre-order right now you can go get it there's like a bunch of different versions out there you can get all these extra cosmetics if you pay them like 200 bucks or whatever there's a big ass like collector's edition that doesn't even come with the game (laughs) i know this is like more like our show type banter but i'm going to tangent and ask okay damn i kind of forgot the question oh so many things are pre-ordered no oh what are your thoughts on pre-ordering things for a cosmetic? Like, what are your feelings on cosmetics in a game almost period now? Uh, 
See, because I that's like, like the cosmetics. only thing that games seem to rely on now is the word cosmetics. And it sucks. I have I have something that we're going to talk about in the actual show about this too. But like cosmetics do hold a special place in my heart and there is there is space for them. If it makes it more fun for you to play the game, then like cool. If you can justify the purchase, like if you want to spend 80 bucks and get like the really fucking yeah. sick pair of wings that they're going to give you in Diablo, do it. But uh, it's, it's, your, it's, it's the choice of the person who's playing the game. Beauty is in the eye of the money holder. That is true. I will say I'm officially over it. Yeah. Because of God of War Ragnarok. I pre-ordered and I got two armor sets. Like two cosmetic things, right? Yeah. But usually when I get cosmetics, it's because there's like a perk to them in a way. So they do like a gameplay thing as well. I yeah. never use them because their stats uh, sucked, dude. Like they were okay. fucking really bad. So <laughs> what was the premise of them? I never even used them. Yeah. And technically, I guess I paid more money for it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, can't I don't like it. cosmetics anymore. I can't go that far into the rabbit hole on this. Okay. Uh, Diablo 4 is going to be available day one on PlayStation 4, 5, PC, Xbox One, Series X. Oof. Day one across the board. This is the first time Blizzard has done this with a game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw up the day it comes out. Like the, the entire day will spent vomiting. It's I'm going to be disgusted and troubled. I'm moving on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Another game that I'm excited for. Forspoken. This game is coming out very soon. Yes. Extremely soon. It's coming out January 24th. That is, what, three weeks away? So we really should have done our little Twitch stream we were going to do. Because Game Awards happened. You know, we had a show about that, but then they released the demo for that game, right? Yeah, I forgot about that completely. What have you heard about that? Nothing at all. Oh, everybody's canceling their pre-orders. <gasps> what? Because the gameplay is bad. Oh, no. Oh, like, no. it's really, really bad. Oh, God, really? So Forspoken went from being, like, everybody's like, I can't wait to play, to a demo yeah. coming out, and everybody going, like, I don't want that anymore. Shit, I didn't know that. Oh god. So now the demo the has demo. like shot them in the foot. Oh, that sucks. Well, if you still want it, it's coming out on PlayStation 5 and on PC. Yeah, January 24th. Maybe. Don't miss it. Shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a different one entirely that I'm interested in. Have you heard of Gord? No. G-O-R-D, Gord. It's the I debut title from this new studio called Covenant. Um, okay. It's a Polish game studio, and it was founded by Ooh, former okay. CP Project Red and 11-Bit Studios producer Stan Eust. I okay. think it's Eust, J-U-S-T. That name sounds um, familiar. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's from CD Project Red, so you know he's been doing stuff. But um, it sounds very cool, and the palette of it is very neat. It's it's really like okay. dark and spooky looking. Um, I mean the name so, the name is giving me a vibe already. Yeah, you know, fucking bored. bored. <laughs> it's something you know. Um, but players are tasked with growing their settlement, which I you know I love a settlement game. Okay, you have to protect your settlement, your citizens from enemy tribes and monsters. You're also undertaking okay. quests, going on adventures. Um, you also have to manage the sanity and the mental burden of your Oof. fellow adventurers and citizens. So I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. That's just like language straight from their website. Yeah. 
I don't know yet. Um, I mean, I guess that'd be like your state of decay, like hunger and other stuff. Yeah, but like just, like just that. like a different meter that you have to manage the whole time. That's what I was thinking. Like Mansions of Madness, you know how your sanity takes down? I think it's yeah. something like that. Okay. So um, it's also like really supernatural. Like you have spells, incantations, that type of thing. It looks spooky. Um, it's slated to be released okay. on PC sometime in 2023. So check that out. Gord. G-O-R-D. Gord. Gord. Uh, one that I'm still not pumped for, but I know that you are. Hogwarts Legacy is coming out on all the systems. But okay. It's coming out in a staggered fashion. I'm not getting it. You're like, not getting it? I'm not getting it. Okay. I'm no. proud of you. <laughs> well, do you know why, though? Because she's a transphobe? Nope. Why? It's the guy that wrote it that is a complete anti-Semite. They can't fucking do anything right. Like, okay, okay. Oh see, see, dude, we we knew this was going to devolve. Okay. <laughs> I was still going to get it, man. I wanted it. I know you did. But, like, the guy that wrote this game is, like, very well known for his tweets and statements out loud God. about how Jewish people suck. And the goblins in the game who run the banks... Oh my god, no. Are the group that you're like fighting against the whole game. So the correlation is not hard to find. That sucks. And I was like, okay, like that's where we're going to have to draw the line, I think. And I will admit, it looks so fucking good though. But if there's a way that I can, you know, not pay for it and play it, I will play it. Okay, that's fair. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, if you can stomach it, launches on PlayStation 5, Windows, PC, yeah. and Xbox Series X on February 10th. Then really soon. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on April 4th. Okay. And then Nintendo Switch on July 25th. Okay. So just moving down the line, I guess. Um, moving on. <laughs> You're like, everything's fucking been ruined. Every game sucks now. It. It's all so bad. <laughs> Okay, what do you know about Pal World? Nothing. What do you know about Pokemon holding guns? That that sounds interesting. <laughs> have you seen? There's you've got to have seen screenshots from Pal World. Nobody knows it has Pal World. It just it's Pokemon with guns is what it is. It's a PC okay. game. It's literally just like little Pikachu looking dudes and they're fucking Wait. packing. That does sound familiar. There's there was some familiar. like gifs circulating on Twitter for a while that I was yes. like. Is that like, is that new new Pokemon Snap? But like now it's now it's <laughs> Pokemon scary? Shoot. Yeah, I don't know. Pokemon Snapped. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks interesting. Okay. Um, Pal World is coming out hopefully in the beginning of this year in, on Alrighty. PC only so far. I don't know if it's ever going to port to either of the consoles, but it, it, yeah. I'm interested. I'm curious. Okay. I don't think it'll go to Nintendo Switch just because. Yeah, children no. will probably buy it. Know. But yeah, yeah. Um, next up, Planet of Lana. This one is beautiful. I think okay. that you and I should play this at some point. It is this like gorgeously painted limbo-like platformer. Ooh. Okay, I like yeah, that. It's coming out on PC and on Xbox. Um, you play as this like human girl child. Her name is Lana. You're okay. on this non-Earth kind of planet. There's a lot of like aliens and robots that are all kitted up and ready to I kill like you. All that. Okay. You have a little kitty companion. Okay. You like that? I like that. It just looks like fun. It looks very cool. There's a okay. lot of like 
platformers in the style of Limbo coming out this year, but this one looks oh, like the front runner so far. Okay. I do um, like a game like that, so. Yeah, it's nice. It looks like it'll be a good shorty, too. Like, maybe yeah. a 10-hour max game. Just okay. a nice one. Okay. Um, One of these coming up called Paragamata. This one was revealed alongside the PlayStation that 5. sounds familiar. Ever. Yeah, this was forever ago. So it's um, like the space dude on the moon thing? Yeah, that's exactly it. So it's, yeah, okay. it's an adventure on like a near future dystopian type world, which ends up being the moon. Um, it's a deeply profound story and setting that Capcom wants to become one of the publisher's core brands. So Okay. I mean, really I still don't know anything about it. Nobody does. They keep on just like little teasers of advertisements, but nothing big I mean, yet. It's got to be fucking amazing for that to be a fucking Capcom core thing. I know, when they right? Have Resident Evil and shit. Like, and you're saying right? You're saying it's going to be up there with yeah. those games? Like, it's supposed to be a big one. So keep your eyes out for okay. Pragmata. Pragmata. Sure. Um, that one's going to be hitting PlayStation Five, PC, and Xbox Series X. Okay. Um. Okay. This one I have been following for years. Uh, this is one of Richard's favorites. The original game okay. is called Stalker. Um, it's all spelled out, all capitals mm-hmm. with dots between the letters, like S-T-A-L-K-E-R. Yeah. Stalker 2 has been in development in some way or another since 2010. Okay. A very long time. Um, the studio for this game is directly in the heart of the war in Ukraine. Like, Oh, these Kiev. are the people that had to like stop and they were like, yeah, yeah. real life is happening. We got to end this for a bit. Yes. Okay, I do remember that. So, okay. Um, so the game is called Heart of Chernobyl. Um, it's a survival game. It's going to be set in, like, you know, the heart of Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's supposed to be actually coming out this year. They've said we okay. want to release it in December 2023. So it is Take very far away time. still. Take your yeah. time. Take your time. Obviously, there are complications with this one. Yes. So Dude, look for that one. A good game will be good forever. Just Yeah come out with it good man and this is one of those games that has like a fandom behind it that is so dedicated and ready for it but at the same time they'll they're they're of the opinion like take your time we have waited this many years we will wait more um that one will be hitting xbox and pc like i said hopefully december of 2023 okay um this next one i know that you're pumped for it's coming out march 17th have you heard of a little mm. bit of Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Oh, I am. Yes, I'm very ready. Oh, Cal Kestis. He's coming back, baby. Oh, my God, dude. He looks <laughs> good he looks in this so one, man. <laughs> I'm so ready for it. I was it. like, damn, he don't look like a little punk. He look good. He look good. Oh, He's man. He's got the oh, glow yes. up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I mean, I, did, I still didn't play the, the first one. Richard played it a little bit. I watched him. I don't know if he'll play the second one because he wasn't like super feeling the first one. Dude, that's but... the thing. Like that first story didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's like a big thing at the end, but it didn't add anything. And then you're just kind of like, what was all of this for? Like, you don't really get anything from that first one. So that's why I'm kind of looking forward to this one. Cause I'm like, now that they know that worked and the way this looks, maybe we got the time and effort to maybe. flesh something out like that. So, I'm fucking stoked. And now I've played Elden Ring, so I'm really good at this type of gameplay, and I might enjoy myself more. I hope so. This one's going to be good. I can feel it in my bones. I can't wait. March 17th. Did you know? Did you know? 
what? that they have different lightsaber stances in this one. Cool. So you can be like like Obi-Wan or like... Yep. You can choose oh. like a style of lightsaber play. That's so cool. Like that made me go like, oh yeah, that's good. That's Man. nice. Sometimes Star Wars stuff just hits right, you know? I'm just saying. You might God. like it. Ugh. Okay. I'll okay. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Um, okay. So one of the biggest games in a very long okay. time. This has been advertised and hyped up and talked about Starfield. Starfield, oh, okay, Starfield, okay. Starfield. <laughs> it's eventually going to be here. They are expecting this one the first half of 2023. Um did you I'm know still... I don't know anything about this game because it has never come across my radar. See, I refuse to learn about it because I'm scared. I got bit in the ass by No Man's Sky. It was the spore of mm-hmm. space games. I mean, spore was the spore of space games, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just so nervous. So, I mean, the, the game director is Todd Howard. You know, okay. he's going to hopefully put out some good shit, right? It's Todd Howard. How could, how could he fail? Um. He tells us that we should be expecting Skyrim in space. Okay. That's that's big. That's a big thing to say, Todd. <laughs> but see, I feel um, like that's like not what the idea was. Because the idea was I thought it was just like endless worlds where Skyrim yeah. is just like a dense area. This he is, makes it sound like I thought Starfield was like number yeah. of just like like distance. So I think in, what he means instead is like, of like so, densely you know, populated you know the way you get into skyrim and you're like oh there's a quest let me do that and then on the way to do that yeah. quest you're like oh another quest let me do that and then you on the way you do that you're like oh a wheel of cheese let me go pick that up and then you find six more wheels of cheese and then you find another yeah. quest and then you yeah it's just it's one of those games where like there's something to do and on the way to that something you find the other something and there's just more something along the way i just pictured this as what no man's sky was trying to be where it's like okay we're gonna have like 10 billion different planets and you yeah. can just go to them. They say it's over a thousand different planets. And I'm like, that's a big number. Are you sure that they're all good? Like, yeah. if you had just made 15 really good planets, mm-hmm. it would have been enough, probably. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful. I There is hope in my heart for this one. Because Starfield, here is a nice quote from Todd Howard. He says, Starfield is about hope. It's about our shared humanity and searching for the answers to life's greatest mystery. And how could you not want to root for a mm. game like that? I mean, I was still very unimpressed. And then you said that quote, and I'm like, mm, I could use a game about hope, heart like with joy, right? Like <laughs> I just want I could it. use a happy game. <laughs> yes. So right. expect this one in the next few months. It's coming out on PC and Xbox Series X and on Game Pass. Okay. So you don't have to buy it. It's going to be on the Game Pass. That is I'm true. Excited about that. So I can try it. Okay. Yeah, you can try. You don't have to commit the eighty dollars or whatever the fuck it is to buy a game these for days. Real. So excited for that one. Okay. Uh, the very last one that I have for you today on this list is better not the Outlast. Be... Go ahead. Trials. Okay, I'm cool with that one. Okay, I was like, don't, don't fucking bring me Breath of the Wild shit. I don't. Oh God, care. no. My hair was on the list, but I was like, everyone knows Tears of the Queen's coming everyone out. Knows. But also, I was just complaining about it today because I watched a like top ten Zelda games ranked thing, and I was like, number one better not one? be Breath of the Wild, and no. number one was Breath of the Wild, and I was like, I no. Bogan loves that game. Yeah, I know, but you know what? I haven't played it, so I can't say that it's not. But like, I don't know. Is it like well? Is it that good, guys? Like fucking I, for real? It? Is it that good? 
tell us right in put it in the comments right there let I us know. know um now the ls trials so this we've now we have talked, talked a little that bit one about outlast yeah, yeah. Th- this is a prequel to the series um and guess what it's their first multiplayer entry in the series mm-hmm. i was like what multiplayer that's gonna be exciting um you can do up to four people co-op um you can also still play it solo mm. which is nice it's okay. not like you have to play it co-op kind of game so okay it is a solo adventure but you can have friends i like that um it has only been confirmed for PC so far, but I have to expect that it'll go to Xbox, right? Like, it's doesn't it come from Xbox? I don't think so, because it's a studio called, like, Red Barrel Games. Mm, and shoot. I played it on the PlayStation Oh, first, so well, Atlas, I, thought it was... I played there, so... Okay. I think they're just, like, a third party. So maybe, right. maybe they're... Maybe they need PC hardware to do yeah. this multiplayer side and then they're like well if we can figure it out we'll send it to the consoles you know okay so that's all i got in the world of gaming news for you we have so many good things coming out in 2023 a lot of good stuff to look forward to it is a lot i don't think any of the games in this graphic were in our list <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, i'm sure these games are good too. Yeah. these games are gonna be fine too they're probably gonna be fine yeah but that is your big, beefy first Friday roundup of 2023. Yay! Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. found some stuff that you like. I'm sorry that there's not better movies coming out, but I'm not going to tell you about Groundhog Day in 4K. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what else is going to happen because it's going to be a big fucking year. Tons of movies to come out in theaters. Hopefully we get good releases because physical media is supposed to be booming again. Fucking game news. We're going to see the end of this fucking acquisition with Microsoft. Like, it's (laughs) been a year, dude. It'll end one way or the other, right? Like, it's going to have been a year when this concludes. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be covering when it ends. (laughs) I know. I've been, like, hunting this story for the last year. It's Well, you'll still have Blizzard to talk about. I will. They'll never stop being problematic. Yeah. So it's a good year. Good Yimtope stuff, man. I can't wait to see what else is going to happen. Yes. Thank you guys so much for <sighs> joining us. Come yes. see us on Monday. Regular Yimtope time. Regular Yimtope place. Yes. Also in the comments, let us know what you thought about not having us for that time. Like, do you think with what I showed you that we missed, should we have put out like a little something else? Like, give us what you think would have been in its place maybe we could have done some shorts in the meantime who knows yeah, you know? your thoughts. yeah and with that we will see you guys for the rest of 2023 Bye. Bye. i love you guys Bye.